0: Covered a bunch of the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 rumors, leaks. Uh, I think we even had the the model, the mock-up metallic model showcased upstairs alongside some of the upcoming iPhone metallic models. We got a brand new rumor. Well, confirmation. Uh, Tech radar feels very confident that the next generation Galaxy Note 10 Plus originally rumored to be called the Pro, is going to add more cameras than the non-plussed version. And we didn't necessarily know if that was going to be the case. Uh, I think a couple times I talked about it having a bigger battery and a bigger screen, which, of course, that's the easiest way to plus something. You don't put the plus on it. All you got to do, you go to bigger battery, bigger display, but they may they may go the extra mile in the camera department. The rumor here states, I mean, look, it's it's, it's practically beyond a beyond a rumor the way tech radar is talking about. It. They say we're almost totally confident the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 will have three cameras and the Note 10 Plus will have five. So the rumor there, beyond the rumor, totally confident according to them. Five cameras, that's pretty wild. Now, they go on to speculate what those five cameras might possibly before because that's obviously a lot of cameras five cameras are getting out of hand here will Mm. these things are like full out digital slrs at this point interchangeable five cameras Mm. how many photos are you taking will you take five five photos a year you got five cameras you got a camera for every photo yeah now you take five photos in five minutes guy like otis you hang out with him yeah he He looks too looks too good yeah check the instagram you know I heard, o- I heard he's very popular. Otis. Uh, yeah. I hear he's so popular, leads to a lot of conversations you get to have with people. <laughs> you know, yeah, people see definitely. Otis, they see Otis and they're like, man, I got to talk to this Willie do guy. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about Otis. You see how it goes? Yeah. So Otis attracting all kinds of attention. Imagine the type of attention he could attract. Five cameras. Five different points of view. It's unbelievable. So... We don't know much about these rear sensors yet, this according to them once again, but the expectation here is you have a main sensor, a telephoto, an ultra-wide, and then two more, perhaps a macro. That would be cool. We haven't really seen that a ton. Macro lens allowing you to take crazy up close photos, shallow depth of field, bugs, flowers, nature, and so forth. And a time-of-flight sensor for close-up and portrait shots, respectively. Time-of-flight sensor, getting talked about a lot. Next-generation Pixel, they mentioned the same thing. So five cameras total, giving you maybe more of a reason to step up to this Plus from the standard model beyond just the bigger battery, bigger display. Now, you know what else gets bigger, Will, when you go to the Plus? Screen, battery. I said those things, Specs. Will. I said all that. What's the last thing that gets bigger when you go to the plus? The price. The price! Ladies and gentlemen, it took you a second. Took you a second, but you got there. Took you a second, but you're there now. And I like that about you. Mm. Better late than never. Of course. So you're there now. That's right. The price is going to go up. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and speculate that this is going to be the most expensive thing we've seen so far outside of the Galaxy Fold, which was $1,980. dollars mm-hmm. This baby's going to be in that $1,500 department. How about that? I'm speculating, but they're going to give you five cameras. They're going to put the plus name on it and the note already one of the most expensive devices at launch price. Holy moly. Ladies and gentlemen, get your wallets ready or don't because I'm warning you. If that's outside the spectrum, don't even think about it because I'll be surprised if that thing comes in under $1,200. Mm. How about that? I'm going to put that out, out there. I'm going to be surprised. I'll be surprised. Uh, how about this? Well, this one, this one made me laugh a little bit. I had a little chuckle when I saw this one. Yeah. Apple's—you uh, <laughs> know—Apple's coming out with a uh, another laptop, supposedly a 16-inch laptop, which is a different uh, scale for them. Maybe OLED. Everybody's excited. Finally, a new design. Maybe a new keyboard. Modern MacBook Pro. Well, Huawei—they had an event and they launched their very own 16-inch. Laptop. You know what they call it? The Magic Book Pro. <laughs> Yeehaw! The Magic Book Pro, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know about you. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that looks nothing like a MacBook Pro. So I don't know why 9to5Mac is talking about it. <laughs> Come on, that's comedic at this point. What are we doing out here? I get it. It works. It works. But can we, like, mix it up a little bit? Well, sheesh.
1: Trying to confuse consumers.
0: Yeah, straight up confusion. I'm confused. Wait a minute. Do I want the MacBook Pro or the Magic Book Pro? I can't remember because Magic sounds fun. So I can't remember. Oh my goodness. So they they legit have this event. They call it the Magic Book Pro. It's also 16 inches. They beat the 16 inch MacBook Pro to market, obviously by a bunch. As they do, they catch the inside information. And they beat them tomorrow. They go, oh, 16-inch laptop. Yeah, we can we'll drum up one of those babies in a couple minutes. We'll go back to the back to the boardroom or we'll drop one of those babies and look at the font on Magic Book. How dare you! Good lord. Like, I'm all for everybody playing the game. I'm all for it. And, you know, everybody deserves to. But geez, when it's one-to-one like that, I mean it's practically like. It's practically like you you hopped on Aliexpress and you typed in MacBook clone and you got one of those generic clone versions that's how similar it looks now interestingly enough this particular for the record whatever I don't even use a MacBook I mean, it's not like I'm trying to defend Apple here I'm just saying like you're lying to yourself if you look at that and you don't see a MacBook. And then, then they call it Magic Book in case you were wanting to give them the benefit of the doubt. They call it Magic Book, and it's 16 inches before the rumored 16. So just like, let's be honest, what's going on here is is pretty obvious. But interestingly enough, even though they put the Pro designation in there, this likely won't be a Pro performer because it's going to have the 15 watt Intel CPU in there, which would give you actually similar performance to the MacBook Air not the Pro series, which, as you know, has the higher spec processing power. That said, because of that low power consumption CPU, this is probably going to be thinner and lighter than whatever Apple eventually calls their 16-inch MacBook Pro. So you might be picking up the two and saying, what did they do? The magic one. It's magically lighter. And you don't even look at the spec. It's quite possible. And you just assume it's pure magic. But... For those of you that watch these videos, I don't think you're going to be confused by that. I think you're going to know exactly what you're looking at if you stumble upon a MagicBook Pro versus a MacBook Pro. <laughs> Especially when you look at the operating system. For one, you'll know there's a difference. Now, look. Huawei has made some nice laptops. Unfortunately, we haven't looked at any yet here. Here but they made some nice ones and they truly have improved in some departments from a hardware perspective versus even the laptops they appear to be inspired by. But when you get this close and you make the name Magic Book and you put the big B on there, you actually do yourself a disservice, in my opinion, of drawing that parallel so close that you, me as a customer, I start to question where the inspiration is at all and, and, how, and how it is that you're perceiving your job within the Technology sector. What are you out here really trying to do? You got the Magic Book with the with the capitalized B, just like MacBook, and you got the same font. I mean, I feel bad buying it now. I'm like, I don't want to represent myself that. I'm not trying to have a straight up knockoff. I want to represent myself. If I'm gonna own, if I'm gonna associate with a brand, I want to be sort of proud of that association. So, I feel like you got a good product out there own it own your product put your own thing on it your own twist some kind of twist some kind of remix and definitely don't call it magic book with the capital b hmm. that's my opinion willie i don't know how you feel about it that's my opinion
1: no i totally agree
0: you agree with me but what if the hardware is amazing look i don't i think they can do it that's that's the depressing part Imagine they put it out with some other tone. Like look at this ThinkPad, it's a little bit darker. It's almost black, but it's aluminum. Like put out with a slightly different tone or change the color of the keyboard a little bit. And then call and then don't call it that. Call it call it the what do they have? They have the Mate Matebook? Yeah. This is from Honor. It's from Honor. So maybe they go and they have book. the Honor Magic. I get it. So the phone Honor Magic. So they go Magicbook Pro. How about just how dare you, Will? Force me to come up with a name right now? How well, dare you? You're you're wondering what it should be called?
1: No, I'm just thinking the word honor is uh, very on the nose.
0: Right? Honor book. Oh, Willie Do. Look and beat. You're right. It's Where's the like, honor in yeah, that? Where's the know? honor in that? Well, first of all, do you have to have pro in there? And do you have to have book in there? Like, can you just start from scratch? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: where, where does the pro come from? There's no other version of it.
0: It's just there because it's popular. It's there because yeah. the MacBook has it. It's yeah. there because other products have it. You start to look at the the devices. The phones have it. P thirty Pro, P thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Look, I don't have a name. I'm sure I could come up with them with one. Like I'm sure I could, but you'll put me on the spot here, Will. Honor, uh, Honor. They had Brave. what used to be in the in the slogan. Yeah. Brave Book. I'm not. I don't want to call it that. I don't think I don't even want to put book in there. I mean, if it's super thin and light, I probably would go that angle with it. Probably go go somewhere in there. But what is, like, for example, what does Razer do? What's their brand? How does their branding go? Blade. The Blade, yeah. They called it the Blade. See, that's unique. I guess that belongs to them. The Razer Blade. I like that. Yeah, Honor laptop. Nice and simple. Honor laptop. We could go with that. Magic laptop. Um, you know, even if it was just magic book instead of pro, if it was just magic book. I feel like I look, we're stuck on this now. Well, look what you did to us. What are we doing? Drumming up names here for products. We don't even get to name. I'm just saying you could, you, you had everything to choose from the entire English language is what you had. And that's where you went with it. So I don't approve. It's not my style. I don't like it that much. What can I say? And I don't even use a MacBook, so I'm not particularly offended in that department. What is this that I'm using, X1 Yoga? Fine. Like, it's not even an exciting name, X1 Yoga. But at least it's unique. I can identify it right away. Oh, yeah, that's an X1 Yoga. There's certain elements. I think that's actually why I lined up with this particular brand. There's certain elements, the red line, the red dot. There's certain iconic elements to this thing still that they held on to. So you could differentiate, distinguish what the choice even is. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm getting fired up. It's unnecessary. Just call it something different next time. I don't know. They're not. No one's listening to me anyway. Will? Maybe they are. If you're listening, you got a good product. Make sure people can identify it as unique. As like, just give it something. It's not a lot. Just give us put a little something in there. Mm. Microsoft just leaked a major start button redesign for Windows 10. This coming via BGR.com. Uh, a little while back, they tried to get rid of the start button. And I know guys like you were very upset. Willie do. Oh yeah. You, do you well, remember they got that? The day? Metro UI. They tried to get rid of the start button. Yeah. You were protesting. You were out in the streets. Mm. Guy like you. You had the um, the mask on, the umbrella. That was you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't tell. Yeah, you had to sign it was uh, anti Microsoft sign. How dare you, it said on it. How dare you, Microsoft. Start button militia. That's what you belong to, right?
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. that was
0: it, I know. I, you know, Memory's you fading. Me. It was a long time ago, so it faded. It faded a little bit. I was a leader. And you it faded me. a little bit. But anyhow, it didn't last because people, seriously, I'm not even joking. People were very upset when the start button went away. Like, what do I do? How do I use my computer here? Anyway, they, uh, they're... They've been thinking about the start button, obviously, because there's this uh, leaked version. Not leaked, but I guess it's kind of like an early version of a next-gen Windows copy. And they have reworked the start button and the menu that comes with it, apparently, if uh, according to this, these screenshots, which have emerged. Windows 10 Pro Insider Preview is actually what this one's called. You can see the exact build. What is it? 18... Nine four seven. You can see a picture of it. Obviously, if you go look at the, vi- the video version, uh, if you're on the audio, you're not going to see what it looks like. But essentially, the way this breaks down, you have uh, you-, you don't have those live tiles anymore. Which I gotta say, I don't use those at all. Mm. I do not use these live tiles. They're they're a nuisance. I load this up. I just look at it. They're moving around. It all seems like too much for too little. I'm all this real estate here. And it's not useful to me. Yeah, these live... T- holy moly. Especially when you boot up a new system. You get all these things. At Microsoft Store, Office, pre-installed apps, games they want you to download, play. It's so... It's... I like squares. <laughs> I do! I like squares! But... This is too, too much. It's a lot, man. I like squares, but it's a lot. So, the new design... I really like, actually. It's kind of like a quick access menu. It's very Android-y, I would say. Kind of mobile-inspired. And they're trying to embrace this idea of the transformative nature of Windows, the fact that it can go... There's so many devices now, two-in-one style devices, that can do a tablet situation. And so this feels more in that universe, more cohesive as you go from the tablet interface to a typical computer interface. And look... I feel like it's a bit more careful. It's a more careful way of moving into this direction here. And uh, and I appreciate that. I think they're thinking, they're thinking about users now. They're thinking about feedback. Now, there's a picture as well there, which you can see uh, what it will look like in a tablet format. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, it, it's a it's a leak, so it's not necessarily going to be this way. It's currently on this Insider Preview. I suppose changes could take place. and And I know Windows users in general people who use any platform and are very familiar with it, they could be defensive about changes in general. But for me, this is promising. I've actually enjoyed my my experience moving back to Windows, how much has happened since I used to be on the daily, because, of course, I had the stopover in MacBook land for a number of years. And I'm like, man, they tightened it up. They're thinking about it. I feel like they're hearing feedback. And this is another movement in that direction, I think, it's, uh, it's promising for the time being. Of course, I have to try it myself. I still turn off a lot of features in Windows. Part of me switching over to any new Windows laptop is turning a bunch of stuff off and, like, configuring it. There's still a little bit too much of that, in my opinion. Once I get it the way I like it, I'm like, man, this is clean right now. Mm. So I say to myself, I have a little moment. It's the way I want to say, man, this is clean right now. Mm. I'm all alone when I say something like that. Have you ever seen those like, heavy modified Windows? Oh, have, yeah, modified Windows builds? Yeah, 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 of course. I used to mess with that back in the day. Uh, but I just feel like they got they've gotten tighter, they've gotten closer. I also noticed by default this one seems to have the smaller it seems to have the smaller task bar down there. Is that what that's called? Taskbar, nav bar. What is the the bottom bar called? Task bar. Yeah. I think it's called the task. It's called the task bar. Anyway. They got the small one. Now I don't know if this person selected it on their insider preview or if it's by default, but I always go to the small task bar right away. The other one's too ugly. And, uh, and I don't need it. I don't need that much space. So I'm, I just pin a few things that I like. I use the taskbar a lot. I keep the desktop clean. You can make Windows what you want it to be. And, and it's all very exciting. So the, the start button is going to change a little bit. But at this point, it looks to me like it might be for the better. Uh, JBL made this announcement like a, a while ago at Google I.O. 2018 that they were going to work on this soundbar that had all your Google stuff integrated into it, essentially an Android TV soundbar. Now, soundbar is not the most exciting territory. Like, it's just, okay, cool, like, my stuff sounds better. I do think they're a huge improvement over your built-in TV speakers. But, see, the problem is then they become the central focal point of your whole... Uh, AV stuff, like everything has to go into it in some fashion or another because now you need to feed your your sound through there. What I like about this particular product, which, by the way, is now finally available years later, it's not cheap. It's important to note. It's like 400 bucks, But it's going to be a whole Android hub inside the soundbar, Android TV box, Google Assistant, Chromecast, Chromecast Ultra in one device. So you're going to be able to say, Hey, Google... And get it to play music or hey Google and get it to play something on a TV. Mm. And it seems it seems to make a lot of sense to have a singular place to make that happen. Because as it stands right now, you might have maybe a smart speaker of some kind, but then you might also talk to your TV mm. in one way or another. And There's a lot of separate components that you would have to put together and apparently if you do the math, it's actually not all that expensive. A Chromecast Ultra is like 70 bucks to begin with and if you wanted to get some type of uh, Android TV box to plug in. If you wanted to get a uh, an all-in-one solution for this, a soundbar, the Chromecast, and everything else, you can understand how you could get close to that, especially considering JBL typically has has uh, high-performing stuff from an audio perspective. So maybe it's the best solution for you. You can skip the Chromecast Ultra. You could skip the Google Home, right, that you got to speak to, which this probably sounds better than that anyway. And it points to kind of a cool move, where you're, you're going to let third-party manufacturers tap in. I guess Amazon has done this to a certain extent with their Alexa product. Now, the Google Assistant can move into these third-party products, maybe eventually right in the TV, but you get this speaker, you get an improvement for your music, and you get a better way to interact with your TV. That's the way it goes, and the, so the product is uh, available now on the website. There's also a, an optional subwoofer if you want the bass to go with it. If you're, you're the movie type, that's another 300 bucks. So then you're into a pretty heavy system. I have something similar. I currently own one of the Bose soundbars with the subwoofer attachment. And it's amazing what you can get out of these things. You could have some. And look at that. You see that, Will? Hey, Google, do this. Do that. Turn off the TV. You get all those benefits. Hey, Google, open Netflix. It's The way it appears to me in this demonstration is like it's a real improvement over most smart TV interfaces, which can be annoying. Mm-hmm. And the remote, you know, just doesn't work that well. And I've used, I use Apple TVs, and even there, you gotta, you got Siri that you're supposed to talk to, and then you have, like, if you can line it up in the various apps, if you're, say, in YouTube, you got to go to the actual search bar before the audio search is enabled. So by default, if you hit the microphone icon, even if you're in the YouTube app, It launches Siri back up, and Siri doesn't know what to do with anything. Mm. So, Google Assistant on your TV, singular device to control it all. Compelling to me. Easy setup to me. So, this is interesting as far as I'm concerned. Uh, We talk a little bit about electric vehicles on here. Of course, we talk about Tesla. But in in an exciting development here, the traditional... North American automakers, they're getting interested in electric, big time. Mm. And no bigger than this recent story that I, that I got right here, where Ford showed off an electric F-150 capable of towing a million pounds. Mm. Will. Now, one thing you need to understand about why this is important is because the F-150 is an incredibly popular vehicle. Popular on a scale that would make the Model S tremble or the Model 3. Mm. You do not understand how many F-150s are out there and sold on a regular basis. That is the vehicle of America in many ways. So popular. And so to showcase a vehicle this powerful, now if you look at the picture, you could tell it's heavily modified. It's saying you can't walk into a store and buy this. But what you're trying to do from a marketing perspective is say, hey, what we're working on could have this application in a popular form factor that everyone already knows and loves. And when you show, when you go tr- talk to truck guys who buy these things, what are they gonna be worried about with electric? I don't know, is it enough power? The torque. Yeah, it could torque. Can I can I haul stuff? Yeah. So they go, Oh, for oh, you, oh, you don't, oh, you're worried about hauling stuff? How about how about we set you up with a million pounds? Now click on a video here. You don't understand. I say a million pounds, you think, oh, what is that? 10 double decker freight cars full of (laughs) F-150s. He said, it's towing other F-150s. That's 42 F-150s. You would never need to tow this. This is one million pounds. So it's obviously overkill. It's a marketing stunt, but it serves its purpose. If you thought we couldn't electrify an F-150, here's news for you. Not only can we electrify it, but it'll knock out anything you ever did on gasoline if we want it to. It's a proof of concept It's nothing more than that, but it's very exciting to know that not only are the big automakers also invested in this new technology, but they're also capable of putting it into the tried and true form factors that that will futuristic cars don't have to look like alien spaceships Mm -hmm. that like the benefits could show up in form factors that, were, that people are already comfortable with, and therefore impact the market more rapidly. If you, again, cost is going to be a big component. But if you can have two options inside of a Ford dealer, you have an F-150 electrified with a little bit more power, more potential than the gas version. Obviously, there's going to be drawbacks with electric. But if you could present that to the public, you can increase that electric footprint rapidly. Now, look. They don't have the supercharger network that Tesla has. There's all kinds of hurdles to still overcome. But look at that. They're working on it and they're showcasing some pretty amazing tech. It is not easy to haul a million pounds, Willie Do. Mm. I don't think you ever hauled a million pounds.
1: No, I tried. Yeah. Almost broke my back.
0: Yeah, it ain't gonna go well for mm. you. The hitch on your car is just gonna snap right off mm-hmm. immediately. So it's a proof of concept. I feel the need to say that. Like people are gonna be mad. Tesla fans are gonna be like, you can't buy that thing right now. It's true. You can't. But uh, nonetheless, they're at least invested in it. They produced the video. They care. They care about you. Ford will be electrified in the near future. Uh, last one for me. Are you familiar with Chipotle?
1: Yeah, love Chipotle.
0: Yeah, so you've, you've eaten there before.
1: Oh, no. Is this bad news?
0: No, no, no. Hey, man. I'm not all about bad news over here. You?
1: I don't know about that. You
0: guys have eaten at Chipotle. Okay. Did you know that Chipotle has like a really strict policy on the food that they serve that it can't be processed in any way it can't be, can't be it can't be uh, processed food has to be to some degree I think they have a word for it but to to some degree it has to meet their quality ingredient ingredients and the preparation it has to their their motto is food with integrity they have, a, they have one of the strictest food quality standards, which is weird because they've had some scandals as mm-hmm. well over the years. Some people got sick off that. But anyhow, and because of that, they are one of the few chains to resist the massive hype, the hype train around Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods. Oh, okay. Now, you know, I've been covering this story because I'm fascinated by it. The idea of like... Of these artificial, manufactured meats, people are mad they're even being called meats. But well,
1: it, let's just be honest. It's grown in
0: a lab. It's well, yeah. It's it, no, it's not. It's not grown in a lab. It's concocted. It is made of plant-based material, so it's not like they're growing a meat substitute. They're working on that too. But beyond meats or beyond meat and Impossible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one of them is soy-based and one of them is pea, pea protein. So they're mostly vegetable-based, and then, of course, there's all kinds of other stuff going on, but theres they're genetically modified, and Chipotle doesn't want to mess with genetically modified anything, which is actually quite a stance for a fast food place, because GMO, you get higher yield, you get cheaper prices, you get more uniformity. It's just uncommon in the fast food, in the fast food uh, space. So they had a meeting, apparently, the the Chipotle CEO had a meeting with both Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat and ultimately decided not to add the plant-based protein, which is a big deal because it seems like every chain is adding this. I guess McDonald's is the other holdout, but if you've been watching any commercials out there, it's like every—man, everyone's pitching. Tim Hortons has a Beyond Meat burger now. Did Mm -hmm. you see this?
1: Yeah, they have a Beyond Meat sausage and Beyond Meat burger.
0: The the, sa- tastes good. the sausage actually didn't surprise me as much as the burger because they sell the breakfast sandwich already. But when Tim Hortons, for those of you that don't know, this is a coffee shop, very popular coffee shop in Canada called Tim Hortons and certain northern United States. They've been all over it. They never served a burger before this. Now they got to the Beyond Meat Burger. And all their advertising and marketing is not around coffee. It's not around any of their other products. It's all... Focused on this as a differentiating factor. There's others have added it. I think, did Wendy's add it? Oh, a and and w oh. added it as well. So it's, it, this stuff is exploding. And here you have, for the first time, you have a major food chain coming out on the negative side of it, saying it doesn't meet their strict standards for food integrity. So... They were the first fast food chain, Chipotle, to eliminate all GMO all GMO products from its ingredients. And the official line on why they wouldn't carry it is over here. Where is it? Real quick. By the way, their stock is up. Chipotle's doing well. People love yep. Chipotle, in case you're wondering. But I guess it just comes down to that they they felt it was too processed. Yeah, he said the plant-based meat was still processed food and it would go, therefore go against the chain's motto. He considers, he considers it to be processed food, and that's the thing that's kind of skipping past here is the processed nature of it, that like most health-conscious individuals, uh, what, we, what would they be called, a person, a nutritionist, seem to agree that when, you, when you're really starting to tackle like the right stuff to eat, one of the first things to do is to get away from processed foods, get to real whole foods. Yeah, Whole Foods, the way that it was intended. A natural package. The, the way it was delivered by nature. And uh, this is obviously a departure from that. And it's kind of flying under the radar because it's being pitched as this healthy alternative to meat. But in reality, you look at it, it's got the high sodium. You, you look at it, it's got the GMO going on. Now, I'm not taking one side or the other. Look, burger itself has some of those elements, too. It could be modified to some degree. There's plenty of modified foods. I'm not strict with it. Like I eat treats, man. I was talking about I eat ice cream. So I'm not, it's not, I'm not casting that out there. Like I take breaks all the time, but I'm just saying don't get the false pretense here that this one is is you could have you should be eating it every single day. It still is what it is. And if you were wondering, Chipotle is gonna let you know that it doesn't even meet their criteria for their rules. So that should, that should indicate something to you about this stuff and how to treat it. I mean, it's, you're not eating an animal. That's for certain. But just keep in mind, you're eating something tasty. It's probably a reason for it, Willie dude. No free lunch out here. You got to pay the bill. It's
1: a give and take.
0: You pay the bill. Ladies and gentlemen, you pay the bill. The, uh, that's me slapping the gut. Yeah. Nature makes you pay the bill. You try to mess with nature in the first place, you pay the bill later. Mm. Somebody does. The planet, I don't know. You do. The gut does. So, anyone, I don't know about you guys, but you want to go get some Chipotle or what? Yeah, yeah you do, right? You see how that goes? Oh, yeah. Right there? Chipotle Mexican Grill. Uh, not an advertisement for them, but like that's a, that's a stance. And then they come out publicly. That's got to hurt the stock because the Beyond Meat and Impossible stuff has been flying. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Chipotle flying even more, though. Unbelievable. They're doing great. So, company had $1.43 billion in sales. I guess people like it. Go out and try it. I don't know. Check it out. It's up to you. All right, Well, What do you got for us today? You want to talk about something or you want to jump into a question? Uh, just the quick news. You got a quick one? Here. Holy.
1: It's about gaming. So, you know about Dota
0: 2, right? What do I, I mean? What do I know about it? Uh, well, it's a MOBA. It's a MOBA. Well, it's of course MOBA. I know about it. <laughs> I know all about the Mobus. No, I know. But so yeah, they play it competitively. Yeah, it's a strategy PC Yeah, they game. play it competitively.
1: You know, I know what it is, man. So they have this uh, event called the International every year. It's uh, kind of like a World Cup. Damn, look the at best that prize teams, pool. The best teams play for the prize pool. $30 million. $30 million right now. That's a lot. Now... $30 million. This is insane because I never knew this, but the base prize pool is... but the uh, the rest of it, the 28 million is contributed by people. So how it works is uh, once you contribute, like you pay five bucks, 10 bucks, you actually get in-game items that are rare to that event. Get some skins or something, you know. Um, I just thought this was amazing because 28 million was what people, you know, contributed, and this actually thirty millions surpassed Fortnite's um, goal, which was thirty million. But right now, the international is is going up. It's at thirty million four hundred thousand. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm seeing a, right there. It surpassed
0: the international twenty eighteen by thirty percent already. Yep. It's yep. eight point three million above that. Mm-hmm. So, what are these in game items that I get for my five bucks? um a lot
1: of them I think are like team related so you can buy like skins that are like for a certain type of team and like a lot of them are like super rare so you can't get them again wow it's only for this event
0: that is a wild concept now there must be a percentage that the developer keeps maybe I, it can't I don't know. it can't be they can't this, get 100 percent of contributions the thing with right? Dota
1: is just like they're they're so public like everyone contributes everyone gives their feedback like the the developers and and the public kind of like work together to make the game better wow it's just one of those companies that that really listen to the customer or the players I guess
0: what a crazy figure really you think about it Mm -hmm. to be funded in that manner and to then be distributed amongst the best players it's it's a real come up yeah like 30 million dollars no joke that's you're almost in pro sports territory now i get it it's for the whole tournament it's not for any one athlete or any one right like uh, even, it is a team base. but even even there yeah. one team won't win the 30 million the prize pool will be like first right. place yeah, second yeah, yeah. place third yeah. place but those are some still some serious serious winnings for well for a video game tournament to be honest
1: yeah it's the highest it's the highest ever Fort, fortnite claimed it it was the highest well it was like 30 million but this has surpassed that
0: so is this uh type of tournament is this something you'll watch
1: uh maybe you
0: would, you would you would check in on that
1: yeah they they do they do it well the production's good they have like a good host the hostess i think um they have like you know a little like a lot of tournaments and little games that they play hmm. it's it's interesting
0: all right well there you have it ladies and gentlemen 30 million bucks up for grabs yeah. get your Dota on Right Get your act together. Do something with yourself. Yeah. Get better at Dota. It, it, it's that must be impossibly hard. Like, if I wanted to be the best Dota player in the world, what age would I have to start training? Like, I, I mean, obviously, I'm. It's obviously too late for me. Yeah. I'm looking for the next gen. Yeah. Is that like a? Is that like a thing? Like our our kids starting at. Ten years old? I
1: was thinking around ten.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a crazy It's a
1: complicated game. It's a, too. it's a crazy gig. It's like over a hundred like characters. I mean, you got
0: kids playing playing at playing real like real life sports. Yeah. The the bigger these numbers get, the more kids can look at their parents and be like, eh. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Eh. You know? So anyway, let's see what you got for a question today, Will. All right.
1: Um Okay, so the subject is what to see and do.
0: Mm. Willie Do. from Jamie. from Jamie. The question is to Willie Do, what yeah. to see and do. You see that?
1: Uh, I'm visiting Toronto from the UK for the first time in September and wondering if you guys know of anywhere I should visit or check out which aren't the typical touristy stuff. Mm. Like the CN Tower, Niagara Falls. Mm.
0: Not the typical touristy stuff. He wants the inside line. Uh, It's hard to tell a tourist not to do touristy stuff. That's true. Because everything, you're a tourist. Mm -hmm. That's what you are. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, go have brunch at this place, it's like, well, it's not that exciting either. Well, There's a reason the touristy spots are the touristy spots. Like Niagara Falls... I would probably see it.
1: Hmm. Would you? If I was here, like, the first time, yeah.
0: I I don't know. I think it's pretty amazing. I've been there a handful of times in my life, but I'm like, that's... But
1: maybe there's some gems in Toronto that, um, you know, you you might consider really, like, a place to go to. Gems. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking Kensington Market.
0: Okay, it's go nice visit place. Kensington Market.
1: Distillery District.
0: Distillery District. Are, but are those local or are those also included as tourist destinations? Are those, are those really inside scoops? Yeah. Okay. They're Kensington Market. Behind China, but what about Chinatown then? Spadina. Sure. Yeah, okay. Go do that. Go to Spadina, see Chinatown, then jump in behind Chinatown and go to Kensington Market. Do they still have that empanada place over there? Go get one go, go, go get a few of those empanadas yeah. uh
1: you know there's stuff to do um, Hockey Hall of Fame
0: oh if you're a hockey fan the Hall of Fame is there yeah. that that's a I mean that's further away that's on Front Street but yeah you could go do that uh if you're out late you could go to France right that's a that's kind of like a thing to do like a lo- that's a local thing to do yeah, absolutely. Twenty four hours, or I mean, no, they close late. The one on College is the twenty four hour one. That's the classic one. You got to go to the one at Young and College. Uh, what 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 else were we? I guess say? you could. Try we, oh to- oh, also the Distillery District. You yeah. could go to because if you want to walk on a little cop, But he's coming from the UK. They have like real history <laughs> over there. Do you know what I'm saying? I've been to London. They're like this bar is four hundred years old. It's like oh, wow, damn. Yeah. Distillery is if you want that old timey feel but there are good restaurants there as well there are yeah and you could go to the mill street brewery if you want oh yeah delicious because they, they actually do the beer they make the beer there if you're into that so there's a couple of ideas in there i think oh nature in toronto directly Oh, the beaches i don't know is that nature how far does he want to travel you're not trying to get to algonquin park Yeah, but I just feel like that's outside the scope of a typical trip in a week. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, you you get there, you travel to get there, then you want to travel again. I mean, we have great nature here. That's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. He could go, just go up to Muskoka somewhere. Like Muskoka is crazy beautiful. Like seriously, go up to Huntsville or something. Stay at Deerhurst. There's a really nice resort up there. Take a look around. It's some great lakes. They are the Great Lakes, and there are some great lakes, so definitely that. But funny enough, I'm like, go to Niagara Falls, too, because it's wild. Like, And I'm not talking about the touristy stuff around Niagara Falls. I'm just saying actual Niagara Falls is a wild thing to look at. Yeah. It is a tremendous amount of natural power. I don't know if that's exciting for people, for regular humans. I don't know. People are there when you go there, but I'm saying for me – if I'm passing through, or if I'm nearby, or the, I was there relatively recently, mm. and I was still, wow, I had a moment still. So I guess that's what natural wonders kind of do for you, and that's what happened in that particular case. So anyway, there's a couple of things in there. Will mm. you have anything else you want to add to that one?
1: Uh, maybe try poutine.
0: Oh, have a poutine. It's
1: where smokes. Smokes is like the basic, I guess. Okay, but it's good. Smokes poutine. Did you
0: have a different one? Because the no, only can't thing about. I not think the, of any. The thing about Smokes is that there's so many variations of it yeah. beyond the classic. What about if they want a burger? Should they go to Burger's Priest or somewhere else? No,
1: nah, A&W, Beyond Meat.
0: <laughs> no, how dare you? No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I would probably recommend Burger's Priest. Burger's Priest, yeah. As a burger Very place. Good. And there's a Smokes Poutine right beside it mm-hmm. down there. So you could do the combo deal. Yep. Uh Maple syrup. Figure that out. I don't really care how. Just figure that out, the real stuff. Maybe when you're at France, demand. I don't even know if they carry the real stuff. You, can may- you could maybe demand it, though. You could- I want you to- Here's what I want you to do, okay? You're out late. You're having such a great time. You're about to hit the France at like 2 a.m. I want you to walk in there and order pancakes carrying your own jug of AAA dark Canadian maple syrup, and they ain't going to deny you. You're going to be like, this is for my pancakes. They're going to be like, yes, sir. Rite of passage. Team Canada. And send us a photo if you do it. Actually, you know what? Don't do all that stuff. Jeez, man. I don't want you working away. I want you to relax a little bit over here. But anyhow, uh, good luck with your trip. Happy to have you.
1: Yeah, safe travels.
0: And have a good one.